Welcome to another episode of How You Can Too with your host, your boy, Alvy, a.k.a. Danny, a.k.a. Mr. You Can Too. Y'all are in for a treat today. I got my brother, Matthew Coleman, in the building. Matt is a holistic health coach, a Czech practitioner, a member of the Beach Team USA handball team, one of my closest friends and dear, 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 dear brothers in life. Man, we take a really deep dive into the importance of community and how important it is for us to work on ourselves on an individual level and show up as best we can on an individual level so that we can create strong relationships, teams, and ultimately community. If you enjoy this show, please, please, please share it with your family, friends, and loved ones. And it would mean the world to me if you leave a review of the show and a five-star rating. I love you. I honor you. I appreciate you. And as always, you can too. Enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dogs and cats, chicken and ducks, we are in the building with a special, 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 special guest. So special that he is the first third or three time guest on the podcast you might remember him from episode three and episode 45 two powerful numbers that's alan iverson that's michael jordan and now we got another episode with my brother matthew coleman my man how you feeling i'm feeling great bro and it is lovely to be doing this here in the physical presence of each other. Yeah, so for everyone listening, Matt is in Miami right now because you're getting ready to leave in two days. To Where are you going? We're headed to Alicante, Spain, and then Nazare, Portugal. Yeah, and let, let the people know, what time is it? Why are you making that trip? It's time to represent this country, the United States, as a beach handball athlete. But that tag is just simply that. I think um, the feelings of representing our nation with everything that we've endured especially over this past 14 16 months as a country as individuals and make up that everybody had many challenges many breakthroughs a lot of growth um, so to have all of these experiences over this time culminate into a trip that I get to compete again as an athlete, but more so get to represent something that is so much larger than me. Um, it feels incredible. Mm, that's powerful. It's powerful. You get to take all of this work that you've been putting in with your handball brothers and essentially take it overseas representing the U.S., and ultimately getting the opportunity to showcase 
everything that you've been working for up to this point and to not only just do it for you, but like you said, do it for a community that is much, 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 much bigger than just yourself. And a question that I have for you is what role do you feel like community plays in our lives as individuals? Great question. I think community um, is best defined um, and broken down to the individual level and built up from there. And, you know, you cannot be a, in my opinion, a fully functioning member of any community if you're not taking care of you first and building outwards into, you know, your closest members of your tribe or your community, as in family, spouse, um, closest friends, and then, you know, reaching into your groups of people. So for me, you know, my community of being a part of USA Beach Handball and the USA Handball family, that's a community in itself. And so, you know, when when I think about defining it and putting relevant importance on community, we take intentional actions, whether it be me individually, whether it be, you know, the we and the close relationships that I was referring to, or, you know, aside from all of the practice and aside from all of the skill work that's done as our Team USA group, we make intentional time to make sure that we're connected and um, really aligned on how we're going to step into these environments where when we have that USA on our chest, it means something and it unifies us. And I think that that ultimately is and should be the centerpiece of any community. And it's that unification force. And it can look different. And it does look different for everybody's community or communities that they are a part of. Um, And that's what's pretty amazing about this Team USA community for me individually, is that although we have differing opinions on heavy topics or on silly topics, whatever the case might be, we're able to talk about them, put them on the table, and get to a common ground where now that we get to go compete internationally against other countries, we're a unified front, win or lose, we'll compete, but we know what this means and what it means to be a part of this community, which is an incredible thing to be a part of when it's broken down and built up purely and organically, you know, from the foundation or from the from the sap, I like to call it. I love everything that you said there. And you and I, we have very similar philosophies around many things. And we both study under Paul Check. Um, I had the pleasure of having you 
be a part of my first group coaching program, The Ultimate Reset. And again, for everyone that's listening, it is so important to work on yourself first in order to be able to work outwardly and be a really, really effective member of your community. And when we think of community, you know, every single individual member has their role that they play. And the only way that community thrives is if every single person is playing their individual role to the best of their abilities. And in order to play team, I actually feel like we have to play I first, right? I know, you know, I played a bunch of team sports growing up, just like I know you did, Matt. And we always hear this concept of, oh, there's no I in team, but there's most definitely a me. Mm -hmm. And what I look to do in my work is help my clients understand that in order to be of the highest service to whoever it is you're trying to serve, whether it is your your spouse, your kids, your parents, your friends, I have entrepreneurs that I work with, if it's your your customers, your clients, right? If it's your coworkers, whoever it is, in order to truly serve at your highest ability, you get to take care of yourself first. And understand that it's not selfish, but it's so necessary to do. And I love seeing what you've been doing, Matt, with your other communities, mm-hmm. the the Love for Life and the Ohio communities, programs, systems, organizations that you're putting together. What did you find helped you in your process of building your community by first working on these specific things on your own first? Great question. Um, And ultimately, that question kind of is at the root of most of our conversations. Um, (laughs) It's a beautiful thing. And you know, being a business owner and being an adventurer and an entrepreneurial entrepreneurial spirit, it is an amazing honor and privilege to um, be able to and get to trust yourself by simply trying new things out and seeing what sticks and what feels good and what makes you feel whole and then practicing that skill for yourself and so in order for me to really step into you know my power as an individual business owner and the best possible coach and influence and energy provider to other people I I got to really spend a very good amount of time, almost a full year, on myself first. And there was a lot of mistakes. There was a lot of uncovering and and digging up things about myself that I didn't know were going to come up. Um, But equipping myself with uh, the ability to, you know, really be open first and open up to you know, my my pain points and my weaknesses and the areas that um, I could grow, that's a process that will never stop. And figuring that part of it out first uh, is why that became the first part of my, you know, I like to call Ohio now my 
philosophy slash anthroposophy uh, oh. referring to you know like Rudolf Steiner a little bit and and that whole anthropo- anthroposophical community I don't know if I said that right um, but for those of you listening and anthroposophy is essentially just a combination of anthropology and philosophy um, and I like to study uh, Rudolf Steiner quite a bit he created the Waldorf school system um, which there's a lot of cool things we could get into, but mm-hmm. <laughs> for, you know, getting back to your question, which is an excellent question, I couldn't have, you know, really served anybody else um, without opening up the hood first and, and getting under underneath, you know, my own surface and, and figuring these things out. And there's always more to figure out, but knowing that I went through the process and that's not to say that my process is going to work precisely for anybody else because it's not it's it's a simple concept where you know I get to essentially be a really good friend with my clients and with my people and you know if and same thing that you know we did in the ultimate reset that you taught you know if if you're gonna be your word and if you're going to give your word to yourself and it doesn't happen, then forgive yourself. And having a support group of people that, you know, will hear you, whether you are your word or not, allows you to strengthen that that muscle and strengthen that skill and practice that skill to where, all right, now if I say I'm going to do something, I do it and it makes me feel better, then that becomes, you know, a skill that I now almost it's almost like becomes an addiction we all you know and i think that's a whole topic in itself too but i think we're all a bit addicted to certain things behaviors uh deeply rooted things that you know all of our pasts and upbringings and programmings um have an effect on every single person and so to really channel your energy into things that serve you and things that allow you to grow um and then being able to have those conversations with others is at the root of the Ohio philosophy and, you know, now what's evolved into uh, what is going to continue to grow into the love for life, you know, program. Um, so, yeah. All of that was strongly stated. And something that really came up for me was in the last parts that you were just saying how as individuals, whether this is conscious or or unconscious to you is going to depend on the person, but we really are conditioned in so many ways to think certain things, use certain words, act in certain ways, because we were taught that from our parents, our grandparents, our siblings, our coaches, our teachers, our preachers, you name it, right? And there comes a time, I believe, for every one of us in our own adulthood to realize that, okay, there was a level of conditioning that I went through. And that means that there are certain thoughts and ideas and philosophies of my own that I actually get to take an audit on and see, are these thoughts and philosophies truly mine? Or did I get them from somebody else? And either way, I'm not saying one is right or wrong, good or bad. But what I am saying is that it's so important to realize what are the things that you stand for as an individual? 
What are truly your core values? What are your principles, right? What is your your northern star that you get to follow in any and every situation that you find yourself in? Because I found for me, once I got really clear on what it was that is important to me and how I want to live my life, well, now I can easily say hell no to the things that don't serve me and be a super strong yes to the things that do. And Matt, I would be so, I'm very curious to hear from you during this last, you know, year, year and a half. What have you found are some of your true core values that maybe you didn't realize those were your values before? Mm, I love that. And I love being able to just have this conversation so raw and authentic and unplanned. It's, yeah, it's always the best. Yeah. Um, you know, I love what you said. And a lot was coming up for me when, you know, talking about how much your nose um, become meaningful when you start to stand for, you know, what makes you feel good, kind of relaying back to my last points. And then that empowers your yeses to take off. You know, your yeses are in line with with you and your, your soul. Um, in terms of core values, there, you know, it really goes back even to what we were discussing, you know, 15 minutes ago at the start of this um, and really being able to, to honor me first. But that... In, in terms of core values is simply my my health and my myself and my own practices whether those be you know athletic in nature obviously um, whether that be my meditation practice whether that be you know everything that I put in or intake from podcasts to books to food especially um, that's a huge core value, you know, valuing what I, what I intake and what, you know, is coming into my, my realm, my person, my being, my energy center. Um, and, you know, continuing on the core values, really cherishing, you know, those things allows me to, you know, love myself and have a relationship with myself, which I would say is a huge core value for me. Um, it allows me to really do what is true to me and and build off of that. And if I'm doing what's true to me, then that is also reflecting into, I suppose, what I'll say, you know, my last core value. And there's more, but on the spot, my relationships with the people that are in my tribe and in my communities to circle that um, point together from a couple questions ago. You know, whether it be yourself, whether it be the few friends that I have had since childhood that we keep a relationship with, you know, I can't step into those relationships unless I'm fully stepping into my own power. I can't show up, you know, fully if I'm not showing up fully every day for myself um, with my wife, with my Team USA brothers and sisters. You know, the women's team comes out and that's amazing to be a part of that integration and then with my with my clients and you know the people that I get to connect with um, on a weekly or 
you know, a couple times a week basis. And, you know, the same principles apply. If I take care of me and myself and my health, then I can really allow that to be my, my guiding core value that allows me to grow everywhere else. I don't know if y'all can feel it, but that boy Matt Coleman just spits hot fire. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to start calling you the White Dylon. Hello, call me the Matthias. The Matthias, we out here. <laughs> and for y'all don't get the Dylon joke, it's just you're just too young and it's okay. <laughs> or maybe you're too old and that's also okay. But indeed, Dylon spits hot fire. Shout out to Dave Chappelle. Oh, Dylon, Dylon. <laughs> so, kind of keeping on track with this same thought of you know stream of consciousness we got going on where we talk about the importance of community and how that community aspect can only be as strong as we are as individuals, right? Mm-hmm. And then to be really strong as an individual, it's so important to know what your core values, your principles are, right? What's your, your northing star, your guiding light? What would you say, Matt, has been the biggest things that you had to get rid of in your life in order to make room for the really great things you have going on now because to me one of my biggest philosophies is in order to make room for new things to grow we have to pull out those weeds Mm -hmm. right or we have to eliminate certain things so that we have room for the new things to play a part in our lives and grow so what are your thoughts on elimination and what are some of the biggest things that you've eliminated that maybe the listeners can eliminate in their life and maybe start to think about that? Mm-hmm. So I really like using uh, the tree analogy and I really enjoy, um, you know, understanding that sometimes, you know, there's branches on a tree that um run out of life force energy and that happens with an awareness when we bring it to if I'll bring it to myself um and you know going back to what I said earlier about opening up first and when I really opened up and you know saw some of the deep seated things and how much damage they were doing um you know, it it became a process, and I say process and emphasize that because, you know, I think on our first podcast, I, if I recall, one of my, I think it was my final statement that you asked me, and you said, if you could leave the listeners with one thing, and I'm pretty sure that I said something along the lines of, find the things that don't serve you and eliminate them. Mm-hmm. And it's funny that this comes back around because on podcast two, I answered that and kind of added to my, uh, you know, immature, I guess, thoughts um, in that it is a process. It's not become open to it, be aware about it, and then it's and then you're just able to flip the switch and deep, very deep seated you know, sometimes traumatic or different things that are inside of all of us are just gone. It doesn't work like that. Right. I think for me, where I found some success was 
slowly adding one thing at a time, whether that be something as simple as, and some of my clients now are, you know, experiencing similar results, whether that just be literally waking up and drinking eight to 12 ounces of water with a little pinch of salt in there, you know, that has the potential to eliminate something else that was happening in the morning that maybe was counterproductive, such as rolling over and flipping open your phone first thing in the morning. I mean, how many of us do that? I'm guilty just like anybody else. And so, you know, it's it's a beautiful process to troubleshoot and have the vulnerability um, to trust a coach like Alvi or like myself or like the other plenty of amazing coaches out there that um, are just there to support and guide and listen and encourage, you know, those small little wins. You know, I think that's something that we talk about all the time. And no win, we can call them small, but there's no such thing as a small win. Every win is monumental. And I think that's a really cool takeaway for whoever listens to this in that, you know, the elimination process for some things or some people, it may take one day and it's gone and you might have that strength. I'm not going to tell anybody that they don't. Right. You know, like, but there's things for me that took a very long time to root out and eliminate out. And like you said, pull the weeds. Like I said, allow that branch to just kind of be stagnant in the shade. Recognize that at one point, that was a branch on my tree. But now I'm growing towards the sun and I've got new branches and new leaves and new flowers, you know, blooming all the time. Mm. Um, so, yeah, there's so much more. But I think that that, that kind of answers, right? No, that, that absolutely answers it. And what I think is great about that, I love that analogy of the tree, mm-hmm. right? Like one of my favorite quotes that Paul Check uses from Carl Jung is something along the lines of, your tree can only grow as high to heaven as its roots grow to hell. Mm-hmm. And what that means for me is that, you know, I can look at all of my trials and tribulations, all of the shitty things I did. You know, I talk about, you know, openly uh, the relationship I had with my mom before she passed away and just how combative and, and angry I was towards her and just how rocky our relationship was and ultimately her dying the way that she did at the time that she did completely transformed the trajectory of my life and how I decided to show up. So I think it's so important for everyone to listening to this to understand that, you know, things that you used to do or maybe things that you're doing now that no longer serve you, you get to let those things go. And it might not just be in terms of actions or inactions that you're taking, but also thought processes, just the way that you're thinking about things. For me, for a long time after my mom passed away, you know, I told myself it didn't matter how many people I helped because I couldn't help her. And it wasn't until um, in ayahuasca, my first ayahuasca ceremony ever, that I realized how much my mom always did for me during my entire life and all of the ways that, like, she was of service and how she allowed me to, you know, pursue all of my dreams through sports and school and everything, 
right? She was always of service and, and helping in that way. And it simply turned into me dropping the thought process that no longer served me that like, oh, it doesn't matter how many people I help, you know, because I couldn't help my mom. And it was literally flipped into, well, the reason why I am able to help so many people is because I get my love of service from my mom, right? So for you listening right now, think, what are the thoughts that you get to eliminate or that get to be that branch that's in the shade that's just going to stay there as you start to grow new branches and new leaves? And then ultimately, once you know what you're ready to eliminate, start to think, what's that one thing you can start to include in your life that is going to shift you and move you towards your dream life or towards, as Matt says, your one love, because that is what I believe is most important is realizing that every single moment that we've had up to this point can be a lesson, right? A lesson for, for the positive and what works for us and also a lesson and understanding like, okay, what didn't work and what do I get to change as a result of that? And when I approach life in that way, you know, my growth is crazy and I'm experiencing right now in, you know, my relationship with my fiance Alejandra, with my relationship with my family, my friends, in my business, in my finances, like it's showing up all around. And that's really where you can too comes from. It's it's helping you understand that anything, let alone that I'm doing or that Matt's doing, but that anyone in this world is doing, if they can do it, you're also are capable of doing it. You can too. Matt, I appreciate you, brother. We're actually going to come back and you'll wait till next week when we hit y'all with another episode because we're going to talk. We know we're going to dive into, Matt. It just came up to me. We're going to talk about these archetypes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't even know if the people know about the archetypes, but we're about to go into They're the archetypes. They're about to know. You're about to find out. You're going to learn today. Uh, you're going to learn today. There you go. Matt, I appreciate you, brother. Is there a last word or words that you can bless the audience with? Sure. Please be kind to yourself. If there's one amazing skill that you can start to build on right now after listening so graciously to these 30 minutes with me and my brother, that is looking at yourself in the mirror and smiling. Mm. Practice that. Just a couple seconds and then grow from there. And I promise you, no one can love you like you can love you. No one. Mm -hmm. So start there. I love you. Even though I might not know you, I feel you and I love you. Mm. Goodbye. Big love all around. Peace.